0: Hey everybody, welcome to Time Out with DJ Falcon here. Your man DJ Falcon saying, What's up? What's up, ATL? I hope y'all stay safe with everything, the coronavirus, everything going on. Um Listen man, y'all just y'all social distance, everything that do everything the governor tell you to do. Um now, I will say this, um looks like things are getting a little bit better as far as you know. Um, I guess some of the cases are going down everything, you know, a lot of recoveries, but still make sure you're following the guidelines, wash your hands, wearing a mask every time you go out, can't make you do it, but it's, it's you know, it's best that you do wear a mask every time you go out the house, if you're ready, you going to the grocery store or wherever you're going, wear a mask. Um, and no, I'm not required by the CDC or the government to say that on every podcast. So don't ask. Um, but anyway, guys, I just wanted to say, what's up, uh, I have a very special guest on the show today um, You guys probably know him from his uh, <laughs> daily antics During the weekdays on First Take With Max Kellerman and Molly Kerum, Um The one and only Stephen A. Smith What's up Stephen A? Stephen A can you hear me? Yeah I can hear you <laughs> What's up DJ Falcon? Uh, what's up Stephen A how you been? I've been good man, I've been good You know, I just had some time off today So I decided to, you know, I could join your show And I saw where you had contacted me And I just wanted to um, respond back to you And let you know I could come on the show Not too long, but I can do the show So, uh, excuse me My voice is a little raspy today I don't know why, hopefully I don't have the coronavirus but If that's the case, then I I don't know What, the, what in the world I'm gonna do <laughs> But, uh Excuse me for that It's all good, man. It's all good. I'm glad you can make it, man. Um, so Stephen A. Uh, first thing first, I want to ask you. You know, I gotta ask you about my Falcons now. When you look at the 2019 to 2020 Atlanta Falcons, what did you see overall? Um, well, honestly speaking, when I looked at the 2019 Atlanta Falcons, I saw I, I just saw inconsistency, I saw I I mean disappointment. I saw just lack of lack of heart. Um, you know, and that's no, that's not knocking the Falcons too. You know, I'm not knocking the players specifically, but you know who you are. But uh, you know, it just seemed like the team seemed very inconsistent. You know, throughout the year, and I mean, when I look at the NFC South, obviously you have the New Orleans Saints. They 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 always at the top of the division, uh, you know every year it seems, except for the year when Atlanta went to the Super Bowl. Um, but they 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 obviously had the one best offenses in the NFC South, if not the best in the NFC NFC. Uh, and they um, uh, you know what I mean? You got Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas, these young and upcoming guys. Uh, you know, but they lost Ted Ginn Jr. to the Chicago Bears. And that's a good pickup for the Chicago Bears, but I still I hope Mitchell Trubisky's not that back there throwing him that darn ball. Because if that's the case, then uh, Ted then t- t- game might want to, you know, rethink that contract and go sign somewhere darn else, you know, for all I know. But, um, different story for a different day, uh, DJ Falcon, but, uh... I, you know, man, when I, when I look at the, uh, the NFC South and I see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, have acquired Tom Brady this offseason. And Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement to play with Tom Brady. Um, and they have their weapons. Mike Evans, Chris Gowan, Ronald Jones out of the backfield, who is improving every year. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, and now the defense still needs some work, obviously, as we saw. But that'll fix itself. And for the Falcons, I, I mean... In the first half of the year, the falcons just looked like, like like completely lost, like a bunch of just you know lost fish or i mean not fish uh birds or whatever some kind of animal that 's all that 's lost. The falcons just like a bunch of lost sheep just wandering around out there. I mean, you had guys that were covering nothing but grass, nothing but turf. I mean, there were games where Desmond Trufant. It was the, the Falcons play a simple cover three zone. DJ Falcon, you know this. They play cover three zone, which means now I'll take the Houston Texas game for an example. Um, if, I, if I was able to present my screen right now, um, you know, if this was a video call, I would show you and the fans. But this is a podcast, so I can't do it. But I'll just explain it to you. Um, there was a play that in the, in the Houston Texas game against the Falcons this year. Um, I forgot what down it was, but. Desmond Trufant was, uh, they were in cover three. Now Desmond Trufant was playing, um, looked like he was shadowing the tight end. Tight end went in motion. Trufant, Trufant stayed on his side of the field, and when the ball was snapped and the play went into motion, Trufant was covering nothing but grass. And the and and Deshaun Watson saw it was a cover three, and he and he just it was a simple play action him across the middle. Complete, big yardage. The Falcons could not. They 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 couldn't stop it. You know, for the first half of the year, Dan Quinn was calling the defense for the Falcons in the first half of the year. So um, I I don't know what if that exactly if it was the players or Dan Quinn or I don't know what the specific cause of all the problems was. Yo man, I'm not sure either, Stephen A. I really don't know, man. Um, like I said, you know, it it, it really. You gotta look at it this way. Look at it this way, man. Um, the last year we went seven nine, right? The year before that we went seven nine. The year before that the Falcons were ten and six. They made it to the playoffs, beat the beat the Rams in the wild card, and um, they then they lost to the to, uh, to Philly up in uh, uh you know in Philadelphia. So. Man, when I watched that, you know, I'm like, okay, the defense played really well that year, and the offense was out of whack. Then the next year, like I said, they went seven and nine. They went, they were at four and four um, when they head up to Cleveland to play the Browns. They lost, and they lost the next couple of games after that. And then they started winning back when it didn't matter. So I, I don't know, man. It's a culture thing with the Falcons, man. You know, obviously you got guys like Matt and Julio. You know, they they. They're pros, constant pros, and upcoming guys like Deion Jones and Grady Jarrett. Those guys are leaders, man. You need leaders to have a successful team, man. Especially when you have guys that are leaving, that have already set the tone for years and years. The upcoming guys, they need to set that tone again. They need to be the leaders. You know, I look at I look at it this way, man, with well, high school football teams. When they lose those seniors that, you know, like those seniors that that carried them, you know, that team. They, you know, every year they have those seniors. You know, the next couple guys that are going to be seniors. They need to step in, be leaders, you know, and lead that team. Otherwise, it, they won't be successful. You know, put it, put it that way. Um, but you know, man, it's it's really just um, you know. I don't know, man. I can't I can't put a picture together for you, Stephen. A. Oh, yeah, I completely understand. It's the Atlanta Falcons. What did you expect? <laughs> um. But I mean, no, I'm not knocking the Atlanta Falcons. Like you said, man, Um. I think they have a the potential to have a good year next year. Um, I mean, they got Dante Fowler Jr. and Ty Gurley back, of course. Hopefully, he'll be healthy next year, and he'll get a good number of uh, carries, and you know, they can use them in different ways. However, Dirk Cutter and Dan Quinn decide to use them, what, what have you. But uh, on the defensive side of the ball, hopefully Raheem Morris can get the, everything situated on that defense and have guys focused and locked in and executing the plays on defense and not run around there like a bunch of lost ragdolls getting tossed around. Yeah, man, I completely agree with you, man. They did look like rag Dogs getting tossed around out there by grown, they grown men getting tossed around last year on that Falcons defense, man. It was a shame, you know. But I mean, hopefully everything will be fixed, you know. And, and uh, Stevie, let me ask you this, man. Um, so obviously, do you, okay? Do you think the NFL will, sh- the, the the season will con- continue uh, next season? You know, do you think he will start on time? I don't see why not. I mean, everything everything that I've heard from everybody around the league says you know that the season should plan to start on time. The two thousand and twenty NFL season will be starting on September tenth. That is what the word I'm hearing from everybody around the league. And uh, if if others, if otherwise happens, there of course I will let everybody know. I'll let you know. But I mean, um, you know, as far as I know right now, the season pl- plans to start on time. And of course. Well, the question is, will it be played with fans or without fans in the stands? We don't know yet. Um, that's up to Roger Cadell, the committees and, uh, <clears throat> and the government to figure out, you know, I'm not sure how that's going to work exactly, but, you know, well, it, it'll figure itself out. I'm very, I'm sure. yeah man um, oh yeah let me ask you stephen a about the um the last dance man did you watch it yesterday oh yeah, of course i watched it uh, i watched it i i've i've been watching it ever since it came on, so uh you know, uh, i've been i've been looking at it ever since it came on television um the last the, those two episodes last night interested me uh, very much um you know i find it very. You know, you got to see Michael and, uh, you know, how, you know, when he went to USA and uh, team U- the USA camp and, uh, with uh, Magic, jo- even Magic Johnson and. Uh, and, you know, Michael's persona, you know, with the Air Jordans and his shoes when he got endorsements, you, know, you got to see how that affected him off the court. Michael. Let me tell you something about Michael Jordan. What people don't realize about Michael Jordan is that he was an assassin on and off the court, off the court. Michael didn't play nothing, man. He didn't play, he didn't play none, you know, the foolishness, man, You know when it came to the endorsements and everything like that. Michael wasn't you know, Michael was intent on one thing, and that was improving his game each and every year, each and every day, each and every week, improving his game each and every hour of every day. He wanted to improve his game and be the best that he possibly could be. And to him, that was the best in the NBA at that time, which he was, no doubt about it. I don't care what you say. It was Michael Jordan. And the question about him, who's better, him or LeBron James, stop it. Stop that foolishness right now. Just stop it. Just shut up. Just shut up, okay? You, you have to understand that these two guys are from completely different eras. You know, LeBron James is obviously of this era where, you know, it, it's different than it was back in Michael Jordan's era, obviously. Um, you know, in this era... In this era... You know, it's it's more shooting. It's it's you know, it's just playmaking, basically. You know, the other than your actually your actual system. You know, that they used to play back in the uh, there was a specific system they would play play basketball in back in in Georgia, there in the eighties and nineties, seventies and so back and so forth. But now you got guys like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant and LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard and uh, you know. Uh, Paul George, Anthony Davis, these guys that, that just emerged, you know, to, be, to, to take the game to a next level. And LeBron James started all of it when he came in the draft in 2003. He started all of that. And he is the best right now in the NBA, yes. I, I completely agree. He has the most championships out of anybody right now in the NBA as far as I'm concerned, along with Stephen Curry, him and Stephen Curry both have three championships. As well as Clay Thompson and some of those Warriors players that were still on the team that are the years they won the finals. But, you know, LeBron James and Stephen Curry are the two best players in the NBA, NBA right now. No doubt about it. Now, I, I, now, Kevin Durant. OK, excuse me. The three best players, LeBron James, Kevin Durant and Stephen Curry. Kawhi Leonard has two championships. He's a great guy, great player, hard worker. But you know, when I look at his overall play, I don't know if he I, – I mean, I, I can't say he's the best he'd be uh, in that conversation. Maybe top ten, but top five, I'm not sure about Kawhi Leonard just yet. Now, what well, he did it with Toronto. Now, we all know good, darn, and well that if, if KD was playing in the 2019 NBA Finals, the Raptors would have lost. They would have been head back on that hot bus. Up, uh, 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 head back on that bus, back to the hotel, in that hot weather in Oakland, California, with a loss instead of a win. We all know that. So that's all I wanted to put about, put out there about the NBA and Michael Jordan. Stop with the comparisons, all right? That's from two different areas. You want to say best all time, look at the – if you now it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about championships, then Bill Russell and, and those guys like that that won all these championships, you, you put them at the top, obviously. But you're talking about overall play. Who changed the game? Who set the new standard for the NBA? From the from 1980s on, I would say Michael Jordan. And then LeBron reestablished the standard just in a different way. That's the way I see it. It's a different way to look at it too. Oh yeah, man, I completely agree with you, man. Yeah, I think of course Michael set the standard, man, and then of course like you said, you know, LeBron when he came into the league, man, he he put a whole new spin on the NBA, Stephen A Smith. Oh yeah, for sure. But thank you, man, for joining me. I know you got to go, man. You can get busy, man. Um, so, appreciate you joining me on, on the podcast today, man. Hope you take it easy up there. And I look forward to seeing you guys on First Take tomorrow morning. You, make sure you guys catch First Take with Stephen A., Max Kellerman, and Molly Caram on ESPN at 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock p.m. 10 o'clock a.m. to 12 o'clock p.m. on ESPN First Take. Stephen A. Smith. Um. Also, guys, Uh. yeah, make sure you're staying safe out there. Um. Following the guidelines of social distancing, whatever, coronavirus, all that. Um, it's been time out with DJ Falcon. DJ Falcon saying peace.